Hello and welcome to Upstage the Podcast, your regular dose of theatre news and reviews. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. This week our main topic of discussion is going to be our favourite opening numbers from shows. Abby is also going to review a place you saw at the Old Vic this week. And we're going to talk about theatre news, as always. So let's get started. So we start off the news with two casting announcements. The first of which is Fun Home, which will star Jenna Russell and many other many others many others but Jenna Russell is the big name the big name which is cast. exciting I'm really excited for Jenna Russell she's great she's we fantastic saw her in Songs for New World and in You're, You're in, town, in Town at St James both yes, at St James and she is an excellent performer she really is Broadway casting news um, there's going to be a Cher bio musical so exciting and they announced this week that Stephanie J Block will be playing Sure. Stephanie J. Block is incredible. Sure. She was in she well, she was Alpha and Wicked for a long time. She was in Nine to Five, the musical. She was in she was Falsetto, in Falsetto. Recent Broadway She revival. was in The she Pirate Queen. Which is which... A, a very it's the guys who wrote Les Mis also wrote a musical about a pirate, a lady pirate that was on Broadway for about two months, if that. With Stephanie J. Block and Hadley Fraser. I mean, sure, why, why not? not? Um, she was excellent in falsettos. That's what I've She's seen her in. Excellent um, in everything. And by seeing her in, I mean seeing a video of her in because they filmed yes. that professionally and you can watch online. I think she'd be a great share. I mean, sure. She's got a fantastic voice. She has, but do you think she's going to put on a Cher voice? She's got such a unique voice. You can't Exactly. Like, you can't not impersonate Cher. It's hard. It's hard to imagine her not. I'm sure she'd be fantastic, but it's hard to imagine it how to being interpret. Like a yeah, without it being like a weird karaoke version of Cher. Yeah, but if anyone can do it, it's going to be called the Cher Show. The Cher Show, so, fantastic! Um, <laughs> so excited for this. Yeah, it's doing a, its first out of town run in Chicago on June twelfth, which is quite soon. Yeah, a couple of months away. So I'm sure we'll hear word of that from the Windy mm. City. So last weekend, Jesus Christ Superstar was on NBC with John Legend and Brandon Victor Dixon and Sarah Bareilles and Norm Lewis, as we talked about last week. It got extremely good reviews, so if you can find a way to watch that, I would. It had, from what I've seen, the production looked very similar to Rent in a weird way, like the this, this staging with yeah, like the kind that. of scaffolding effect. Um, and the costumes were quite like, well, John Legend was wearing like a... A very nice cardigan, but like I mean, they all kind of look like hipsters, didn't they? A little bit hipstery, but like hipstery, but then like Jesus glam, rocky. There was a lot of glitter. Yeah, Jesus was the original hipster. Judas at one point was very sparkly. Very sparkly, yeah. But then there was a great. Did you see the staging when they crucified him, and it looked mm. so cool? Like it was, it was. Yeah, I thought it was staged really well, and the whole cast got really good reviews. From yeah, what I saw. the performances. They posted a lot of performances. Um, yeah, on Twitter for sure. You can watch them. YouTube they have some issues with where you are in the world yes but yeah i thought sarah Bareilles in particular was excellent yes yeah i just brandon victor dixon was extremely good also true very very good also norm lewis's hair can we just talk about that for a second looks so good looks so slick the final piece of news is that the olivier's depending on when you are listening to this it's on sunday the 8th of april in the evening so they've released some details about who's going to be performing. It's quite exciting. It's quite good people. So the cast of Hamilton are going to do the opening number. Cheetah Rivera is going to perform somewhere with Andy Carl, Adam J. Bernard and the Art Educational School's London Choir to celebrate the 60th anniversary of 
West Side Story debuting in London. There's going to be a performance from some stars of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. So Jason Donovan. Very excited. Love Jason Donovan. Lee Mee, Joe McKeldry, Danielle Hope. There will also be performances from John McRae and the cast of Everybody's Talking About Jamie, Shula Atim and the cast of Girl from the Milk Country, Leslie Joseph and the cast of Young Frankenstein, Tracy Bennett from Follies and the cast of 42nd Street. So lots of good stuff. Worth watching. Tune in. 10.20pm ITV on Sunday the 8th of April. We will be live tweeting the ceremony. So you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow along with our thoughts if you are listening to this in time to do that. Okay, so now we're going to talk about our favourite opening numbers. Do you want me to go first? We pick three each again, as per usual. Yep. Shall I go first? Yep, as usual. I'm not sure that these three are... Definitive three. I'm so <laughs> indecisive. I can't pick favourites. Mine are quite a definitive three, I think. Are oh, they? You my... like change? Shut you up. swapped two out. I'm I did swap two out. I know, but now, now, that I, now that I see them, I'm like, of course, okay. these are the three. Of course, okay. <laughs> the first one is like a definite. This is my favourite opening number of all time. And it is from Ragtime. The song is just called Prologue Ragtime. I'm pretty sure it's ten minutes long or like nine and a half minutes long. It's like the best bit of the show. It's so good. So if you don't know, Ragtime is about the turn of the century, so like 1900 in New York City, and it follows three groups of people. So it follows sort of like your upper-class white Americans. Um, It follows a character called Tata, who is an immigrant who moves to New York with his daughter, who was played by Leigh Michelle when she was a a very baby young thing. Tiny and... Teeny tiny. And it follows an African-American called Colhouse Walker. He's sort of the main protagonist of the piece, although sort of becomes the antagonist towards the end because he goes off the rails a little bit. So it follows these three groups of people and the way that they interact and they all sort of like meet each other and get to know each other. And um, it's really, really good. And it's based on a book, which I've never read, but I've always been to. And it's the thought that counts. And it's the thought that counts. You're so right. So the opening number introduces all of these characters and it also introduces like some historical figures from around the time. So Harry Houdini is a character. Evelyn Nesbitt, who was a famous performer at the time, who was especially notorious because she had an affair and her husband shot her boyfriend dead. And then there was a whole trial. And there's a song called The Crime of the Century, which is also another great song from Ragtime. Booker T. Washington is a character, Henry Ford is a character, all of these sort of big historical figures around the time, um, and it introduces all of these people and sort of explains how they're going to come into the story. The lyrics are brilliant to this song, the lyrics are really, really clever. The way the music changes as each of the characters are introduced to sort of reflect the different um, backgrounds of the different groups of characters. And the chorus, I don't know how many people were in the ensemble, but it sounds like it sounds like huge. It sounds like a really, really big orchestra and a really big ensemble cast singing the song. Maybe it's just for the cast recording, I don't know, but it's just, it sounds really, really powerful. I do I just really like it I think it's I think it just does a really good job of explaining who everybody is in a way that is interesting without being just really really exposition heavy and I think the music is clever and the lyrics are smart and good and it gives you a real sense of the scale of the show and they did a revival from I don't know probably about 10 years ago now 
and the staging of it is really cool. So, like, all of the costumes are brilliant and the way that, like, the three main groups sort of, like, move around the stage in, like, sort of, like, a triangle formation, I guess, but just the way that they, like, weave in and out of each other, it's staged really, really well. I really wish I got to see it live when it was on Broadway. And also, yeah, the cast are really, really good as well. So Audra McDonald was in it and Mary Mazzy was in it. Brian Stokes Mitchell plays Cole House and Peter Friedman and a lot of good people. It's a really, really good cast. I think it's just a really, really clever show. And I think they should do a West End version of it because I would like to see it, please. So my first opening number is Hamilton. It's so cliche. <laughs> I feel like it's just I'm so sorry, cliche no, to put Hamilton in every movie, <laughs> but Hamilton in everything. But that's because it's good. It is just really good. So this is... I guess quite an exposition-heavy opening number, but it's got quite a lot to set up. I think what I really like about it is how it sets the pace and the tone of the show, kind of straight from the off, you know what you're getting yourself in for. And I think now, obviously, everyone's really familiar with what they're going to get when they go to see Hamilton. I think there are probably mm. very few people in the world going to see Hamilton and being like, I wonder what this little show is going to be <laughs> about. This? But I think it sets the sort of rhythmic tone. I really just like how every character is introduced kind of one by one telling Alexander Hamilton's backstory and then the way that because there's a lot of double casting in the show which I think we've spoken about before mm-hmm. but it's obviously done very cleverly so that there's section towards the end of the opening number where basically everyone expresses their relationship to Hamilton and all the double castings work really well in those yes. sections which I really enjoy it's just a great song as well it's very it is catchy it is catchy i feel like you said so many great things about ragtime but to be honest like i feel like we've said so much about hamilton i can't talk about the show everyone knows <laughs> yeah, what hamilton's that's about true. but in a way it kind of in America, more so than here, people would have known Hamilton as a historic character. Mm. And what it does is sets up a lot of him as a person and what kind of sets him apart from the other founding fathers and what mm. is going to build up his story to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. So I guess even though people know who Hamilton is, it gives a little bit of a different flavour yes. to him. It's just good. It's just good. My next one is All That Jazz from Chicago, which feels like, is that a stereotypical choice? I'm not sure. We've not really talked about the actual musical that That's much. True. We just talked about the new production. I just really, really like this song. I think it's so catchy. I fell in love with it from Catherine Zeta-Jones's version in the film. The number of times, the sheer number of times I have pretended to be Velma Kelly and danced around my room to all that jazz. I've learned bits of the choreography. I've watched it that many times. So good. The film of Chicago, guys. If you haven't watched it, come watch it. It's fantastic. Didn't win Best Picture for no reason, did it? So... I've loved it since then, and we said this a little bit on finales, but I just really like the last note, and like that last little section. Oh, it's just so good.
Gotcha. And I really liked Samantha Barks' version of the Hollywood Bowl concert, which we put on our playlist of performances that we mm-hmm. liked. I just think it's a really catchy song. I think the lyrics are good. I think it's jazzy, obviously, because it's called All That Jazz. And I think it's a really great performance piece for whoever plays Velma. And I just think it's a really fun song. It is. I do tend to like the film version of the song better because I find that sometimes the stage version, you know, like the ensemble, like shout things. I sometimes find that, like the ensemble member really wants to like be heard. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and instead of being like quiet and like stylish about it, if you know what I mean, they just like, like it's my time. It's my time to sing a word. I'm just gonna be so loud. Yeah. Look at me. And that annoys me. Which is why, like in the film version, it's like more of an ensemble piece, and they all just kind of like move in the background and it's yeah. just i think it's a lot more cleverly done people just need to calm down people need to shut up that's what i think but i just think i think it's a great song and you everybody knows all that jazz but it's one of my favorite opener numbers yeah it's on the list a good choice thanks um next on my list is book of mormon so the opening song is called hello and it it's just real fun it's real fun it's real fun i feel like everyone knows what book of mormon's about but if you don't it's about mormon missionaries going on their mission Mm -hmm. um and when you meet this young group of happy little mormons Mm -hmm. they are kind of practicing their missioning they're greeting their doorbells they are practicing their doorbells um and how they will introduce themselves and the religion to the kind people whose houses they approach, basically. Yes. Yeah. So it's a really fun song, but also it does quite a good job of setting up the main characters. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is just kind of, you, you get into the comedic rhythm of the show, mm-hmm. but also Elder Price kind of less so, because he's just kind of generic Mormon a little bit. But Elder Cunningham, you get a really good yes. introduction to his character and possibly like his downfall slightly mm. in the opening number. And it's... It's just such a good, fun opening song. It and is. And so kind of iconic. And the yeah. staging of it is really simple. Yeah. It's just... How do I describe it? How I'm do really I do bad. the thing? Yeah. But just the... Just like sliding black bleachers is how I would yeah, describe it. Yeah, bleachers. That's a great... So there's just kind of... They're on bleachers and they're facing out the audience. Yeah. They being the Mormons and they're, you know, mm. classic white shirt, black tie. Black little, little book name of Mormon, tag. Like little, little name tag and the whole yeah. little books... Books of Book of Mormons. Books of Books of Mormons. Books of Mormons. Books of Mormon. Religious texts. <laughs> and facing the audience and kind of bringing the doorbells if we are in the homes basically, um, as the audience. So it's just really simple, but just so iconic. And I feel like it, they've opened up kind of Tonys with it. It's just like yes. such a a clean opening number. Yeah. That you're just straight there. Yeah. And it's just. Book of Mormon is just fun because those it's little so Mormons. It's so much fun. I love that show. They're having a great so time, much. aren't they? We've not talked about Book of Mormon oh, enough. I love Book of Mormon. We need to do an episode on Book of Mormon. We definitely it's great. do. If do you know? for some reason you haven't seen it, go see Book of Mormon. Yeah, Two thumbs like... up. Two Hello. big thumbs up. Hello. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> I feel like the second you hear the doorbell, it's like iconic. Yeah. Hello. My name is Elder Price, and I would like to share with you the most amazing book. If a song can start with literally a doorbell and you get kind of, it's just like, it's kind of like giddiness in the yeah. room as well. Yeah. Because I feel like 
the buzz that's been around Hamilton, you'd think that it's like the first time a massive show yeah. transferred over from it's not from Broadway to the West End. Yeah. But when Book of Mormon opened, when they did, do you remember they did it's the huge. first show, like the first preview that was all lottery tickets and there was like a queue right yep. round the block and it was this massive massive thing mm. and the lottery's still quite a big deal for yeah yeah um, still really popular for Book of Mormon and I remember the first time I saw it it's that same energy and as soon as you hear that first doorbell mm. oh so well, good we saw it front row that was one of front my row. best theatre experiences ever so it's just such I've never been no, felt let down by Book no, of Mormon it's you such always... a happy in many ways it's not a happy show but it's like you just come up with such a massive smile on your face every yeah. single time yeah so good oh, love it so good my final pick is I think it's called Prologue oh, The Old Red Hills of Home from Parade by Jason Robert Brown it's another quite long one I like I like quite a long opening number and it's it's really, really clever. So Parade is set in the early 20th century. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about a Jewish guy called Leo Frank who moves to Georgia and runs a pencil factory and is married to a, a woman who's from the Deep South. And it's about sort of like how he has always struggled to fit in there. It's after the Civil War and so there's still kind of a lot of tension because he's from New York and he's moved to the Deep South. And then a young girl is found dead in his factory and he is blamed for it. He is um, arrested for it. He didn't do it. Well, who knows? But I'm, I, mean, I don't think he did it. It's based on, it's based on a true story. It's, it is a yeah. true story. It's based, yeah, to, it is a true story. It's based on a true story. Um, and then the rest of the musical is about kind of his trial and his relationship with his wife and how that becomes kind of stronger based on what they have to go through together. Does not have a happy ending, spoiler alert. But the opening number is really cool because it starts on a Confederate's Day parade, I want to say, or a Memorial Day parade for the Civil War. And it starts with a soldier going off to fight in the Civil War. He's singing to his girlfriend who he's leaving behind. And he's also singing to georgia and like he goes to fight for the old red hills of home and then it flashes forward to the present day when leo frank is living there and it's the same soldier 60 years later singing about how he would still fight for the old red hills of home basically i think even though you don't necessarily buy into the confederates cause in the civil war it's a very nice song. <laughs> it's a very pretty song. And you kind of understand why... Well, no, you don't really understand. But you get a sense of sort of why they felt like they had to fight for their states, I guess. There's a lot of quotes, sort of like state pride and like pride in the way that they lived. I go to fight for these old hills behind me. And then it mirrors really nicely the finale of the whole show, which is the same parade again a year later, except so much shit has happened in the meantime. And it repeats a lot of a lot of the same music and a lot of the same melody. Basically, I like this song because I like the kind of like Americana style of it, even though all these people would be Trump voters. <laughs> like, it's still a good song. Do you know what I mean? It could be a good song, even if it's terrible people. It's terrible people. Terrible, but it sure is catchy. Terrible racist people, but it sure is catchy. 
And also, Jason Robert Brown is not a terrible racist person. No, <laughs> wrote the show. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. guy. Done really strong work. Really strong work. Just go and listen to it. It's got a good drum beat. <laughs> it's got a great. <laughs> listen to that if nothing. Great else. melodies. Great harmonies. Great sort of like you know like the men singing and the women singing. It's nice that how it overlaps, and it's just good. As usual, I'm not sure on my third one because there's so many I could put here, but I have made a decision and mm. that decision is Matilda. Um, so the opening number of Matilda is Miracle. And the idea of the song is that parents just overpraise their children, basically, Correct. except Matilda's parents who are... Awful. Not great human beings, mm. not parental role models. Mm-hmm. Matilda is just a great show, to be honest. I really enjoy it. I feel like the one thing, it's not about the show, I just feel like the audience, because it's so often filled with children. If I could have an audience that was adults, a proper theatre audience, I'd probably enjoy the show a lot more. That's true, although I went to see it December last year for like the I don't know, fourth time, and there was a little family sat next to us, and when Miss Honey sang When I Grow Up, the little boy was like, but she is grown up! And I was just like, oh, you're so precious, but you so don't understand. Also, shush. (laughs) He was so cute. It was so, oh. But I I get it as well. Mm. Sometimes kids are are annoying. I don't think it's the best song in Matilda, but it's a very fun song and it gets you in the spirit. Yeah, it's a very good indication of what's to come, like lyrically. Yeah. And I think what Tim mentioned does really well in this show is writing for children's voices because often when it's a whole stage full of children, it's like, you know, no child would talk like that. Not great. But it works really well and it's just fun. Those were our favourite opening numbers, guys. We'll do a playlist, as always, with some honourable mentions. Yes. And... Because there are a lot of there great are, opening yeah. numbers. There are a lot. There's a lot of pressure in an opening number. Like, yeah. Ways, just, so it's, it's got to be good. It's got to be good. And there are so many good ones. Ball bulletin. There's no Michael Ball news. <laughs> yeah. Still. It's... Do you know what? Soon, though, guys, there's going to be Michael Ball news because we're going to go and see chess and we're going to do a whole episode about him. Up close and him. personal with Michael Ball. We're not going to be up close and personal. Up we're gonna close be and personal in the cheap seats. Very far away from Michael Ball. <laughs> But in the Breathing same room the same as air, Michael technically, Ball. Technically, <laughs> Michael Ball. Oh, Michael Ball. Yeah, there's no Michael Ball news. No. But you did see a play this week. I did. I went to see Fanny and Alexander at the Old Vic, which is a stage adaptation of Ingmar Bergman's film. Mm-hmm. And it was long. I mean, <laughs> generally, it was a three and a half hour Oof, long that is show. punchy. It is. It, it, but it doesn't feel that long to its credit but it is a sort of a hefty evening it starts mm-hmm. at seven and you're, you're settling in but the opening lines are basically like this is the longest play in the world mm. so they they know what they're doing mm-hmm. it was amazing i swear mm. i see things that i don't think are amazing sometimes yeah but it's just recently i've been seeing really good stuff yeah it really kept a sort of cinematic feel to it the staging was stunning mm. everything was just so kind of impeccably done and the cast were all incredible. It's quite a dark story, but the script's really funny. The direction was just really stylish and slick. 
the child actors, obviously they're on rotation, but the little girl who was playing Fanny was so good. Like at one mm. point she looked so concerned and like scared and she was like crying and but she was so tiny and oh. so concerned and like so sc- tiny, oh. so concerned. Oof. It was just it was really, really worth seeing. I was a little bit nervous going into it. I didn't really know what to expect, but someone had recommended it and then there were cheap tickets on today ticks. They seem to be doing quite a lot of very, very reasonably priced tickets. The old Vic, I think, are, are good at those sort of accessible rates. Mm. I, I don't know how to describe it. A lot happens. I hadn't seen the film before, so I didn't know mm. really what to expect. A lot happens. Some of it's really dark. Some of it's a bit strange. A mm. lot of it's a bit strange. But there were just some really hilarious scenes. So I would recommend, but it's only on for like a week. But there are some tickets remaining mm-hmm. uh, if you want to go see it before the 14th of April. Squeeze that in, guys, if you can. Any other business? I've been watching series two of A Series of Unfortunate Events on Netflix, which I've been immensely enjoying. Really brilliant. Neil Patrick Harris is fantastic. And a fantastic guest cast as well. Nathan Fillion popped up this season. Absolute joy. Alison Williams is going to pop up at the end of the season and is going to be in season three. I'm so excited about it. Watch it. If you you read the books, which I did as, as a youth, then you'll love it. It's like got the exact same sort of like kooky weird bit slightly dark vibe speaking of a lot of guest stars popping up i realized that the good fight had started on channel four and i hadn't noticed or more four wherever it is and so i watched the three episodes that have been on and this season is so good Mm. it's so great and they're not even pretending that they're not just like shitting on trump every episode basically (laughs) like they put trump in their credits they know what they're doing (laughs) they are being so overtly anti-trump and it's great. Mm. And it's just Christine Baranski is, is a gem. just so good. And Sarah Steele is just fantastic. And this, it's just the best show for random Broadway cameos because it's filmed in New York. Mm. There's already been a couple of Broadway people. Brian Stokes doing. Mitchell popped up, you said? Brian Stokes Mitchell popped up in the last episode. Audra McDonald is now a series regular mm-hmm. or something. Corey Cott appears every now and then. It's just... You're enjoying it's, it. I'm really enjoying this season. I think good. it's even better than last, and I love The Good Fight. I think it's an excellent show. There you go. So, There's yeah. two recommendations for you. Yeah. You need some go, TV to go watch. Go watch some TV. Go do that. That is all for this week. Don't forget to watch The Olivier's, unless they've already happened, in which case it'll be too late. Sorry. Once it's done, it's done. Once There's it's no done. way of watching it on the internet. There's no absolutely way no way of watching that never ever again. It. It's live or never. Yeah. Try and tune in for the Olivier. Support these things so that maybe next year it's not on at 10.20pm on ITV. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.